Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. I'm the producer, David Lally. Today's episode was recorded with a live studio audience. We hope you enjoy the content. Let's dive in. Now, today's episode is all about reaching your full potential. You guys ready to get started? Yes. I have three major points I'm going to cover with you today. I like to cover three points because that's about what all of us can remember in one good presentation. So we're going to cover these three. First, your best is yet to come. That's what we're going to talk about. Your best is yet to come. Second thing we're going to talk about is what holds us back. And the third thing we're going to talk about is getting us where we want to go. Your best is yet to come. How many of you believe that about yourself? Could I see your hands? That's good. Do you guys remember the old Frank Sinatra song, The Best is Yet to Come? Look it up on iTunes. <laughs> Here's a question for you. How many of you, by a show of hands, believe, honestly, you have some untapped potential? Let me see your hands. Okay, now why do you believe that about yourself? Why is it we believe that? Is it because you've seen flashes of it in the past? We've seen ourselves at our best. We've seen ourselves at our worst. And then we see ourselves a lot of the time kind of every day kind of vacillating between the two. And the truth of the matter is we know we're capable of more. We know we have some untapped potential. And that's really one of the things that drives me as a person. It drives me as a father. It drives me as a business leader. It drives me as a business coach, is helping people tap into their untapped potential. So let me give you a definition of it, according to Mr. Webster, so you don't have to take just my words for it. Here's what potential is. A latent or undeveloped power that has not yet come to pass. So a latent or undeveloped power that has not yet come to pass. So it may have been used uh, on occasion. Sometimes people will use their untapped potential in an emergency, in a crisis. Sometimes people will catch a short-term inspiration and pursue it. But at the end of the day, it's knowing that you're capable of more. Now, the thing is, we like to think that we can or not use this. I, I'm gonna share with you today that if you don't tap into your potential, it has some very serious side effects. Most people think, well, it's mine to use or not. You know, I can use it or not. Well, you use it or it goes bad. And I'm gonna show you that. When you use it, great things happen. When you don't use your potential, bad things happen. I'm gonna show you that today. And one of the reasons, that, you know, because there, there's a commercial out there right now, Geico has a commercial, about a motivational speaker. And it says, Pinocchio would be a bad motivational speaker. Have you guys seen this? And the guy's going, you got potential, and you got potential, and you got potential. And he points this one guy, and all of a sudden his nose is growing. And the guy's sitting there like this, right? And, and again, Saturday Night Live does skits about this and all that kind of good stuff. So here we are. We're all saying we have potential. I'm going to say to you it's the natural order of things. It is the natural order of things. It's the way things were designed. For example, an acorn has the potential to become an oak tree. That acorn has the potential inside it to become an oak tree. Powerful oak tree, beautiful oak tree, something that can stand for 100 years or more. That little acorn, it has the potential to become that oak tree. In fact, it's the natural order of things. It's the natural order of things. A caterpillar has built inside it a natural design to become what? A butterfly. It's designed that way. Now, by the way, just like the acorn actually has to go to the ground, it has to actually die to grow. You have to die to self. There's things that have to die. There's bad habits that have to die. 
There's bad thinking that has to die. There's lack of belief that has to die. There might be some friendships that need to die. Okay? Caterpillar becomes a, a butterfly. There's a life and death struggle. So now the caterpillar never dies, but what happens is it changes each form. So it goes from caterpillar to pupae to chrysalis to butterfly. So in order to go through this struggle, so when it goes from a caterpillar to a pupae, it develops the internal organs necessary in order to eventually become a butterfly. When it goes into the chrysalis, what a lot of people call a cocoon, that's a moth, but it's a similar dynamic. What happens is, as it's developing its wings, in order to push out of the chrysalis, that life and death struggle is what actually develops the muscles and the ability to be able to fly. The truth of the matter is, none of us want difficulty. None of us want challenge. None of us want problems. But I'm going to share with you, that is what potential requires in order for it to be fulfilled. It's this life and death struggle. It's these challenging things you've been through. How many of you have been through some very difficult things in your life that you would say were the making of you? Can I see your hands? How many of you don't want those things to happen again? Let me see your hands. Okay. But those things had to happen in order to be the making of you. Is that true? It's this life and death struggle. It's challenging. It's difficult. But you got to keep your eyes on the prize. So if you're a caterpillar, you could never stop thinking about being a butterfly. Never give up. If you're the acorn, you go, one day, I'm going to be an oak tree. Well, this is very much a cornerstone of my philosophy of life. And it's certainly been how my wife and I have lived our lives together. Now, what I can share with you is we came to an agreement early on that all we're going to do as parents is try to cultivate whatever gifts and potential lies inside our children. And they're all different. Even my twins are radically different. We weren't trying to conform them to us. We weren't trying to make them like Brian or make them like Bev. We said, we're going to find out what their gifts are, what their interests are, and cultivate them. You were designed, you were built, and you were created as a unique person with a unique set of potential and gifts and talents inside of you. And sometimes, by the way, we've, had, we've seen people, Moses didn't go to work until he was 80 years old. Okay? He was a sheep farmer, and then all of a sudden, goes, sees the bush, boom, here he goes to work. So it doesn't matter what age you are, that talent, that potential is always there. How many of you believe you have some untapped potential? Could I see your hands again? It's by design. It's created in you. It's natural. I've asked millions of people, millions, literally millions of people all over the world, that same question. And everyone in these giant convention centers will raise their hand, yeah, I got untapped potential. And it seems to be an easy thing for us to admit. I'm going to say to you this truth, that when you do not pursue fulfilling your potential, it goes bad. And I'm going to share with you right now the symptoms that show up in a person's life when they're not fulfilling their potential. And you might identify with some of these symptoms. You might think it's something else. A lot of times it's classified as something else. Some people will classify these things as depression, those other things. When in fact, a lot of times it's the symptoms of not fulfilling one's potential. Here's the first, knowing you're capable of more. Knowing you're capable of more. You just know it. I can do better. I am better. Nelson Mandela said this. He goes, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a small life that is less than the one you're capable of living. There, there's no passion to be found playing small. The passion that you'll find in your life for everything in your life and everyone in your life will come from not playing small. Next, constantly justifying your situation. 
constantly justifying your situation. People justify the situation all the time. Now here, I'm here because of that. I'm here because of this. Here's what's happened. Here's my situation. Here's what my, my parents, here's my family, here's my ethnic, here's my religious origin, here's this, here's that. Here's the reasons why I'm there. One of my mentors, the great Jim Rohn, said this. If you really want to do something, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. And when you're a salesperson, we're gifted at creating excuses. Is that true? Like we actually sell ourselves. We do it with flair, with style. We're very convincing people. Is that true? So when we come up with an excuse, it's very, very believable. Another reason why I believe in coaching. Another dynamic of when we're not fully pursuing our own potential, we become resentful of other people's success. It starts to show up. I recently watched a documentary called I Hate Christian Leitner, one of the ESPN documentaries. And here's a guy that went to the Final Four in basketball four years in a row, won the national championship twice, was a real good-looking guy, had a lot of things going for him. And this, this whole movement started up, I Hate Christian Leitner. Now, he had a few things. He was a little edgy guy and whatever else. And uh, Duke is a well-to-do school, even though he wasn't a well-to-do kid. But all of these people, and I looked at it, and I go, Beverly and I were watching the show, and she turns to me, she goes, this isn't hate. This is envy. All these people are talking about this guy, and they're like, they're envious of the guy. And the thing is, when you see somebody totally going for it and having success, it's easy to find fault. And in our culture today, we do a great job of tearing people down who go for it. Sometimes one of the reasons for it is we know we haven't gone for it. And we see these other people who are going for it, and we pick, 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 pick. Socrates said it this way, envy is the ulcer of the soul. I'm going to say this. There are side effects to not fulfilling your potential that are very damaging. And I'm just going to say this. I'm going to challenge everybody watching, everyone listening. Just put all your chips on the table and say, whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm going to go for it. Whatever that is. It doesn't mean I'm going to be some world shaker or some world leader or, you know, a bazillionaire. I'm just, whatever it is, I'm going to put my chips on the table. Some people won't because they go, what if that's not very good? You got to be content with who you've been made to be. There is a joy in pursuing your full potential, a joy on a daily basis. The the joy is not the destination. Once I get there, I'll be great. That's not it. There is a joy and a fulfillment that you get every day in the pursuit of fulfilling your own potential. I'm going to leave you this little quote. It says, it takes the same energy to worry as it does to believe. It takes the same energy to worry as it does to believe. Can you imagine? Just think about this. If all of the psychic and emotional energy, which, by the way, drains your physical tank, you took, and you took that away from worrying about this and worrying about that and worrying about this and worrying about that, and you took the energy and say, okay, I'm out of the worry department, and I'm going to take this energy. Maybe you don't take 100% of it. Maybe you could take 50% of it, and you actually put that same energy into believing in yourself, believing in the opportunity, believing in the future, believing in the talents, believing in a system. Believing in other people, believing in your clients, believing in your family, believing in your kids. And instead of worrying about them, believe. It's a game changer. And it takes the same energy to worry as it does to believe. So we're just going to redistribute it. We're going to take it from that account and put it in this account. By the way, how many of you ever put a lot of energy into worrying and it turned out that worry was unfounded? Would you say that happens a lot? 
And so for me, I've just made the commitment. When I find myself worrying, which I do, when I find myself worrying, I just catch myself now and say, let's turn it into belief. So let's talk right now about what holds us back. Because we have this unfulfilled potential. We know we can do more. We want to do it. So let's talk about what holds us back before we get into the how-tos. So first of all, fear. Fear holds us back. Two types of fear. The fear of success and the fear of failure. Fear of success. I'm going to share with you a little formula here that I've seen. I don't have an exact science on this, but what I've seen, we've coached 75,000 people, trained over 3 million people in 37 countries. And I'm going to say it's about 85%, 15%. That 85% of the people I've met have a fear of success. And that only 15% of people have a fear of failure. Fear of failure, by the way, tends to produce a high level of drive in many people. Michael Jordan had a tremendous fear of failure. It's what he fueled and used himself to drive. You go, man, how do I get that? Well, there's problems there too. Okay, fear is, is okay to get you started. It gets the fight or flight adrenals pumping and all that kind of stuff. You want to live in fear. But fear of success and fear of failure. Now, I'm going to share with you. Most people go, I don't really know where I fall into what category. Well, I'll show you how. Fear of success shows up in this way more than anything else is procrastination. How many of you struggle with putting things off? Let me see your hands. How many of you struggle putting your hand up just right now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So Dennis Waitley said it this way. Procrastination is the fear of success. People procrastinate because they're afraid of the success that they know will result if they move ahead now. Because success is heavy. It carries a responsibility with it. It's much easier to procrastinate and live on the someday aisle philosophy. Okay, we're going there, boys and girls. We're getting into the kitchen here. Okay, I'm not here to just rub your back and, you know, give you a little lotion and pixie dust and go live the good life. I mean, I know, right? I'm a rags to riches story. But it was no overnight success. And it wasn't without its struggles. And it wasn't without its personal costs. There are things you have to give up that are comfortable to hold on to. Procrastination. Oh, I just want to be comfortable. You know, you're growing or you're dying. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're not staying the same. I just want to keep things the way they are. I've recently been consulting with a, an organization, a, a charity, and they've gotten themselves into trouble. And their, their philosophy was, we want to keep things the way they are. This thing is pretty pure. It's going well. We're going to keep things the way they are. And now they're in crisis. Because two years I'm saying, if you're keeping things, there's a hole in the bucket. And you're getting, you're getting weaker every day that goes by. Oh, you're just one of those aggressive guys. You're just one of those growth guys. We want to keep things the same. And now they're almost in a position where this organization is going to fold. Because nothing stays the same. Not on a planet that spins, boys and girls. Okay? Not on a life that has a beginning, middle, and end. Okay? There's all this stuff happens. The only, the only safety is growth. And procrastination is giving in to the fear of success. J.K. Rowling, who we know wrote the Harry Potter series, radically turned her life around. She was broke, unemployed, single mom. She goes, it's impossible to live without failing at something. Unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all. In which case, you fail by default. The fact of the matter is, I'm not telling you to go crazy. I'm just telling you to go for it. 
I'm not telling you to be somebody other than who you are. I'm saying be more of who you are. Are you guys with me? So another dynamic, what holds us back? An absence of goals, written goals. That's why at every single event I have ever presented at, I have an audience write out goals. Over 3 million people have set goals with me and it is a transformative process. And oh, by the way, you need to understand that sometimes when you reach a bunch of goals, it can be empty. You reach a bunch of goals and you go, what now? And you had goals that, that fire you up in one season and don't fire you up in the next. You keep setting goals because eventually different seasons come and different goals will come along. Are you guys with me? Some will just grab you by the throat and some don't grab you, but you just pursue them anyway. Absence of goal. J.C. Penney, who knows a lot about success. Many people don't know his story. He filed bankruptcy twice. He was admitted to a sanitarium for the mentally ill. He was so depressed. And he started the J.C. Penney Company at 56, when some people are saying, pack it in, you're already done. At a time when people did retire at 50, when he was alive. Are you guys with me? Here's what he said. Give me a stock clerk with a goal, and I'll give you a man who will make history. Give me a man with no goals, and I'll give you a stock clerk. I heard live one time the story of Barbara Bush and George Bush. And it was while uh, George Bush Sr. was running for re-election. And they, they pulled into a gas station not far from their home. And Barbara gets out and walks over to the, the manager of the gas station and gives him a hug and gets back in the car. And George goes, who was that? She goes, that was my first boyfriend from high school. And he goes, now, honey, you, you, just, you just left the president of the United States to go hug this guy. He goes, imagine if you'd have married that guy, you'd have been married to a gas station manager. And she goes, no, honey, if I'd have married that guy, he'd have been president of the United States. <laughs> Okay, probably true. A third thing that holds us back is isolation. Human beings do not do well alone. Now, there might be someone out there struggling with some loneliness or relationships that have ended and so on and so forth. And I'm just going to share with you, no matter what, human beings do not do well alone. Here's what I want to share with you. Yes, you have untapped potential. Yes, it's naturally and it's in you. We don't have to put anything in you. You don't have to get anything new. You don't have to find a new personality. You don't have to be like anybody else. You got to be fully you. It's in you. But what I just shared is that there are consequences and reasons why we don't pursue and fulfill our potential. And those consequences have knock-on effects. There's implications for our lives. Everybody with me? What we want for you is to live the good life. When we're fulfilling our potential, do you think it'll be more of a good life? Yeah, of course. Of course. So you do it for yourself. You do it for others. It also impacts the community. It impacts the people around you. And sure, there's going to be some people who are critical of when someone goes to pursue their dream and fulfill their potential. But you'll also find that you'll attract. You'll attract relationships. You'll connect with people. That's why being isolated is very dangerous, especially when you're pursuing your dreams. But you'll find that the relationships are sweeter and deeper and stronger because you'll find birds of a feather. Does that make sense? So let's talk right now about how to go get some of this stuff. Okay, let's get in the game. Let's talk about getting us where we want to go. All right. So first, we'll talk about this. And I'll talk about this not as the chairman of a coaching company, but I'm going to talk to you about the dynamic that in my life, I've had lots of people help me. And then I'm going to share with you that humility is one of the key ingredients to fulfilling your potential. I'll do it myself. You know, my little boy, Adam, was a little baby. We'd get him in the pool. 
and all those big brothers and sisters are swimming and I get him in the pool and he's what? Six years old, five years old. He goes, no, daddy, daddy, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. And I'd let him go and he'd glug, 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 glug. And then he, I'd pick him back up. He goes, no, no, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Okay, I'll let him go. Glug, 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 glug. And I'd let him go a little bit longer and I'd poke him back up. No, I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Okay. And I let him go. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. I hear Brian. Okay, let me get him. Watch you. I got him. Just coaching him up here, babe. And that's how most of us think we're supposed to do success. The John Wayne mentality and whatever else. John Wayne is one of my heroes, but John Wayne got lots of help. He had people help him. Tiger Woods. Michael Jordan, you name someone who's achieved a lot in their particular expertise, they had a lot of help. They get a lot of help. And humility is a key ingredient to success. So I'm going to share with you the definition of coach, okay? It's to convey a valued person from where he or she is to where he or she wants to be. Now, this is a very old definition. To convey a valued person from where he or she is to where he or she wants to be. So the first thing about getting a coach is you have to value yourself. Did you guys hear what I just said? You have to value yourself. And you have to analyze, here's where I am, proper assessment, and here's where I want to be. And it took valuable people from where they were to where they wanted to be. Does that make sense? Now it's evolved. And in our culture today, certainly in North America, we place these ridiculously high values on coaches. But here's some of these coaches and people I know, John Wooden. I had the privilege of, in my early days as a speaker, spending 10 weeks with him on a speaking tour all over California. Life-changing experience for me. When I first met him, I didn't know who he was or what he did. And he really seemed to like that. Um, Lou Holtz is a mentor of mine and a friend of mine. And, and these other coaches are Hall of Fame people, no doubt about it. But these are, these are people I admire. But the coaches I admire the most in my life are these people right here, the folks that work at Buffini Company that are bringing the good life to folks. And I watch them do it every single day. And they're going through training all the time. They're going through motivation all the time. They're getting trained up as a group all the time. They're the Navy SEALs of business coaching. Whether it's with Buffini Company or not, at the end of the day, that's your personal choice. But I'm going to say this, you need someone to help you. If you want to get to where you want to go, you need someone to help. If it's physically, go, go get someone to help you. If it's spiritually, go get someone to help you. If it's financially, go get someone to help you. Whatever aspect, when you really say, I really need help in this area, go get some help. And what you want a coach to do with you is to help tap into the sources and provide the sources of what it's going to take for you to fulfill your potential. Here's the first thing, is drive. Now, this is a touchy little subject. I can tell you this, no coach can put drive into you but a coach can pull whatever level of drive you have out of you. Did you guys hear what I just said? They can pull the drive out of you. I'd like you to do right now, I'd like you to, on a scale of one to 10, what's your level of drive? 10 being white hot, white hot. Up at dawn, down at dusk, white hot pursuit. One, that would be more channel surfing, Oprah and ice cream, okay? Give yourself a number. Dennis Waitley said this, Again, a great San Diegan. Success is almost totally dependent on drive. The extra energy required to make another effort or try another approach is the secret of winning. What type of drive do you have? 
What type of drive do you have? Second, fuel. What's the fuel? So if you're going to drive, you need fuel. Is that true? You need gasoline. You have an airplane, you need jet A aviation fluid. What's it going to take? We need the fuel. Well, one of the fuels is motivation. And this is something that is important. You don't get one time. You don't go to a seminar one time. You don't go to church one time. You don't have one good experience one time. It just doesn't work like that. And people take a lot of shots at motivation for this. They believe motivational speakers and motivational people are shallow. You'll see the Saturday Night Live skit. I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And doggone it, people like me. And that's the dope, right? That's the fool. And in American Idol, you have Simon Cowell, the crusty, uh, you know, critic. And he's the one to be revered. So the critic is to be revered. The cynic is to be revered. And the motivator is to be laughed at. You guys hear what I just said? Let me tell you, motivation is something you got to put on every day, like putting on your clothes. Okay? And motivation is an external. Inspiration is internal. Inspiration starts at the inside and works its way out. Zig Ziglar, again, one of my great friends and mentors, he was often criticized for being a motivator. And he had the greatest comeback in a debate one time that I thought I'd share with you. Because people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. But it's a good mindset. Would you guys agree? Have you ever questioned yourself, like, what's wrong with me? You know, I go to this and I read that or I listen to this. I listen to this in the car. I'm listening to Brian Buffini. I'm doing this. I'm watching. You know what? What's wrong with me? I woke up today and I, I don't quite feel like it. Okay. Did you wash today? Did you brush your teeth? Did you hop in the shower? Well, guess what? You got to get your daily dose of motivation. Oh, by the way, is the culture a washing you in daily motivation? What about the social media stuff? What about the messages that come in instantaneously to our phone? There was a time we had to go buy the newspaper or you had to intentionally turn on the TV. Now it comes to our home screens and our computers. It alerts us on our phones. <laughs> Ding. Boop. Boop. Crappy news. Okay. And we get that. Panic happens quicker. Rumors start quicker. They go deeper and faster than ever before. And in our culture today, people get distracted by everything under the sun. But I'm going to share with you that negativity has more power to it than ever before. Negativity has greater reach and it has greater speed than ever before. They used to say a lie could get halfway around the world before the truth even put on its sandals. Well, today, a lie can get all the way around the world. And negativity and unmotivating things like that. You got to be in the game. You got to be intentional. If you want to fulfill your potential, you got to have more motivation going on than you have that stuff going on. Is this making sense? Okay. You want instant messaging for yourself. And this is why I'm making such a concerted effort to bring more resources and more materials and do my part and to to expose people to other people who are doing their part to bring motivational, inspirational, instructional content to the marketplace. Does that make sense? And I'm on a mission to do that. Many people believe in this concept of either or success. I'm either a great realtor and make a bunch of money, or I can pursue my passion for fitness and sports. I can either make a bunch of money or be a really spiritually grounded person. I can either be a great parent and fully involved in my family or have a great business. 
And I'm going to tell you that that's a philosophy that many people have bought into. And even more people, I'm going to say 85% of people go, you see, you got to become one dimensional to be successful. And so I don't want that. And I'm not willing to sacrifice that. It's not true. You can have it all. That's right. You didn't know today when you tuned in, I was going to take away all your excuses. It really stinks, doesn't it? (laughs) Guy's a jerk. I walked in, I had a whole bag full of excuses. And now this guy, one by one, is dismantling them. Not my age, not my weight, not my size, not my shape, not my race, not my religion, nothing. Because I have this God-given potential. And if I tap into it and do the things it requires to fuel it, it will grow. And this acorn becomes an oak tree. This caterpillar becomes a butterfly. Third thing is you need a vehicle. You got to have drive, you got to have fuel, and you got to have the vehicle. This is important. This is the how-to stuff. This is kind of the boring kind of how-to stuff, but it's the boring stuff that without it, nothing happens. It's called system. You got to have a system. And this is a little acronym we came up with many years ago. A system. The S stands for save. The Y stands for your. The S stands for self. The T stands for time. The E stands for energy. And the M stands for money. System. Save yourself. Time. Energy. Money. Time. Energy. Money. There's three assets required to live the good life. Time, energy, money. You want to fulfill your potential? You got to have system. You got to have a track to run on. Okay? If you have the mindset, you have the attitude, and you have the motivation, you're fired up, but you don't have the methodologies, you're going to fall flat. You got to have methodologies. It's one of the things we specialize in in our training programs. What to do, how to do it, the way to do it. Here's how to pursue your day. Here's how to pursue a lead. Here's how to build your business. Here's how to become successful. What system are you following? Just put your head down, track to run on. And now you're doing the same thing. Now you're, you're directing your success as opposed to hoping for your success. Now you're driving your potential instead of hoping it's going to show up or somebody's going to do this for you. I have people who sign up and go, okay, I want you to do this coaching thing to me. (laughs) We're not going to apply electrodes to you. Okay? The coaching process is a pulling process. Sometimes an encouraging and challenging thing, but at the end of the day, it's it's just pulling out of a person what's in there. And the coach sees you as a potential. The coach sees your gifts. Okay? That's something important. And, And again, finding many sources of that in your life, very powerful. So once you get this, now you get a little thing called momentum. The big mo. The big mo. And this is huge. Because momentum is movement. Momentum is energy, and most importantly, momentum gives you a feeling that you're making progress. And it's very important that you have that feeling. The hardest thing, you've tried to change your diet and lose some weight or whatever else, and you do the right things and you don't see the results. It's very frustrating. Would you guys agree? What does it lead us to want to do? Oh, it doesn't make any difference, so screw it. Okay? The veggies didn't help, so maybe the cheeseburgers won't hurt. Okay, so we need to see that momentum and we have to understand that some of this does take time. Some of this, even with momentum, it's important sometimes to track the activities that you do in the system because you're not getting the results yet. Sometimes you do the activities in the exercise, the activities in the eating, the activities with the praying, the activities with encouraging, whether you're trying to rebuild relationships. So you go, okay, I want to transform my relationships with my spouse or my kids. Oh, you know, I, I, I gave them all the positive stuff. I gave them the encouragement. 
They were still snotty that day because we all want the microwave. Everybody wants to get to heaven. No one wants to die to get there. Most people want to change their circumstances but don't want to change themselves. But changing yourself is where the magic is. It's where the value is. The law of momentum says this, an object in motion will stay in motion until it meets a resisting force. An object in motion will stay in motion until it meets a resisting force. Will you meet resisting forces pursuing your potential, yes or no? Yes. Guaranteed. What is the most predictable source of resistance you will meet? As I say in Ireland, meself. Meself. You have an onboard terrorist. You, you, you own an airplane and you are also a hijacker. <laughs> so you know you're going to face yourself. Just that's one alone. And then the culture, and there might be some negative relatives, and, oh, you can't do it, and whatever else. Sometimes people we love that are around us, they're nervous about us getting our hopes up. Some of us have done this with our kids. Oh, don't get your hopes up, honey. Why not? Why not? Get your hopes up. It may mean this isn't for you, but get your hopes up. Swing for the fences. Give it a shot. Last piece on this is perseverance. You got to persevere. You got to stick it out. You can't quit. Can't quit. How many of you honestly have started something and quit? Let me see your hands. What if I told you that may not be true? You see, what happens is when we, when we give up on something like that, then we start telling ourselves you're a quitter. And by the way, when you do give up on something, the next time you're faced with resistance, it's easier to give up again. Would you guys agree? There is a big difference between quitting and stopping. Big difference between quitting and stopping. You might have set a goal. You might have pursued it. You might have got some momentum. You might have had some progress. And then all of a sudden, you stop doing it. Sometimes it's just a drift. Sometimes you missed a couple of days. Sometimes life happens. Whatever it is, but you stopped. It doesn't mean that you quit. Quit is an attitude of the heart. It's a focus of the mind. If your attitude of the heart is that you've quit and given up, you'll be dead soon. I've met people who were dead at 40, and they weren't buried for another 30 years. You may have stopped, but don't go telling yourself you're a quitter. There's a radical difference. I stopped, and it got the best of me right now, but I'm coming back. And I'm going to get on that horse again, and I'm going to fight again. There's a hell of a difference between quitting and stopping. Are you guys with me? You might have stopped at something. I guarantee you, something you've stopped in your past is something that's still a desire of your heart. And you look at it and say, okay, you won this time, but I'm coming back. Edmund Hillary. He's the first man to climb Mount Everest, and everybody remembers him as that. What pe people don't remember is that a couple years before, he took a group of people up Mount Everest. They got hit with a storm, and two-thirds of his party died. And he went back to England, and the, the, the information wasn't real clear back then, and the telegrams weren't real clear, and they went back for a parade. And he walks in. He feels like an abject failure. He feels a responsibility as a leader. Two-thirds of his team have died. And he goes and he addresses both houses of parliament in England. And he stands and they have this giant tapestry of Mount Everest. And he points at it and he goes, there you are, old mountain. But you're as big as you're ever going to get. I'm still growing. You see, he was defeated. But he didn't quit. He stopped. He stopped climbing that mountain. But he circled back and he goes down in history as the first man to ever climb Mount Everest. That's all we remember him as. Are you guys with me? I guarantee he went to his grave. He remembers the failure. So what I'm going to share with you here today is you're not a quitter. You're a stopper. And all you got to do is start again.
Start again and persevere. Winston Churchill said this, if you're going through hell, keep going. I'll finish with this story. This is the stuff that fires me up. Our mission is to impact and improve the lives of people. Support them with mindsets, motivation, and methodologies to go live the good life. I want to share this with you. You have this untapped potential, but it has to, the drive, and it has to have the fuel. You got to have a system to support it. You got to get momentum, and then you can't quit. Stopping is human. Quitting is a destination. And if you do that, you'll fulfill your potential. Are there things that hold us back? Yes. But can we get to where we want to go? I've just given you a formula for it. Well, I hope you enjoyed today, and I hope you got a lot out of this presentation. I hope you laughed, learned, and were fired up to be at your very best. And I hope in the months and years to come, we'll see you succeed. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you're encouraged to persevere and keep up the momentum. And if you're not where you want to be right now, maybe check out buffiniandcompany.com BC for a free consultation. Our business coaches have helped tens of thousands of business owners go farther than they ever could have imagined. And perhaps we could do the same for you. As I sign off today, I'll leave you with Brian's mum for a little Irish blessing. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. Thank you.